welcome back to the Euctropolis podcast. I'm your host, James Hill. In this episode, going home. How to make the transition from one key to another. And why, in the end, there are no rules. This week, over at Euctropolis, there was a lot of chatter about transitions, how to get from one key to another in a smooth and beautiful way. And I want to expand on that conversation here because I think at some point in your musical life, these concepts are going to be helpful. So I'm going to go to a comment um, and question from a student named Jan. And Jan is working on a piece called The Wayfaring Stranger. In fact, Jan is part of the Jehui Teacher Certification Program, and she's really looking more at how to teach The Wayfaring Stranger. The Wayfaring Stranger is one of my favorite melodies. It's beautiful and melancholy and simple but challenging in its own way. I like it so much I've used it twice in the books that I've published, once as an instrumental in the Ukulele Way, book six, and then again as a song to sing and play as part of Ukulele in the Classroom. That's a three-part series, and this piece appears in level three. By the way, that's a free series of ebooks for teachers to teach Ukulele in the classroom, and if you're interested in that free series, go to euktropolis.com slash classroom. Now, before we get any further into this, I want to sing you the song so that you hear the context for the question. So here is The Wayfaring Stranger. I'm just a boy-wayfaring stranger Traveling through this world of woe, but there's no sickness, toil, or danger in that bright world to which I go. I'm going there. So there's the melody, if you don't know it already. And if you're playing along with the um, the transcription of this in Ukulele in the Classroom, level three, you might notice that I'm playing it in a different key. And I'm doing that for the same reason that Jan is doing that. And that is, as she says, I love this song, but I'm having trouble singing it in the original key of D minor because of that very high sustained 
D note. What she means is when it goes to that middle part. I'm going there. You know that that's a high note, and that's already a, a tone lower than it is on the sheet music. So when I put it up to the original key of D minor, I'm going there. You know that I got to warm up and be pretty confident as a singer to to get up there and to really nail that. So Jan says. I finally worked out a way to play it in C minor, one whole tone down from the way it's written. And I'm keeping the same pattern of tones and semitones. And now I'm trying to modulate between the two keys, right? So th this is a really nice strategy because she's bringing her students into this melody at a, a, a slightly lower pitch. And now she's saying, once we've you know uh, played it through once and sang it through once, then we're going to go up to the key that it's written in, and hopefully you know that stepping stone will get them into that higher key. She says, "Is it best to go from a lower key to a higher key, or does it matter?" And also, is the transitioning chord here still the dominant seven chord, or is it the minor five chord? We'll get into that in just a second. She says neither one seems to work that well. Okay, so this is a great series of questions. First of all, uh, the question about is it better to go from a lower key to a higher key or vice versa? I would say ninety-nine percent of the time, it just feels right to go from a lower key like C minor and then transition. To a higher key, there are lots of reasons for that, but I think that, generally speaking, the feeling of lifting up the music is more satisfying and exciting. So, especially in in a piece like this, where it's melancholy, yes, but it also is a song of hope. It's a song about going home, and there there's a a brightness and and a optimism of, of spirit in this melody that wants to be lifted up rather than lowered down. And I think that's true for, for so many songs. So the quick answer to the first question is, I would go from a lower key to a higher key. But then Jan's next question is a little bit more nuanced. She says, is the transitioning chord still the 5-7 or the five minor seven. And the interesting part is, as she says, neither one seems to work very well. So what does she mean here? What is the five seven and what is the five minor seven? Well, in any key, you've got that chord that feels like home. The one that you start and end on. In, in our case here, in this lower version of uh, The Wayfaring Stranger, we are in the key of C minor, and that C minor chord, the chord after which the key is named, that is our home chord. That is where we start and end the piece. Well, in just about every piece of music, there is a chord that feels like home and a chord that feels like not home, like away, like as far away as you can get so that when we come back home we feel that we're 
at rest again. And that chord that feels like it takes us away from home, that chord is usually the five chord, or in other words, the chord that is built on the fifth degree of the scale. And in this case, it's, you can count with me, C, D, E, F, G. The G chord is the, the chord that feels like the away point and that leads back to home. And this is such an important concept in Western music, the idea of home and away, and the idea that the one chord feels like home and that the five chord feels like away. Not only does it feel like away, but that five chord also leads us back home. It leads the ear back to the one chord, which we also call the tonic chord, maybe because it feels like drinking fresh, cool tonic water after being away on a long journey. Okay, so in the key of C minor, we would expect to hear a C minor chord as home, and then we would expect to hear a G chord as the away point. This could also be a G7 chord if we wanted to give it even more direction and sort of insistence as it leads us back to the C minor. Good, okay, so that's what we expect. And then we go to the music, The Wayfaring Stranger. We look through the music and we do see the C minor, but guess what? We don't find the G or the G7 that we expect. So that's thing number one that seems a little bit odd or confusing. We don't have a clear sense of where the away point is in this piece of music. And I will just say that that, for me, is part of the beauty of this piece. Here we have a piece of music that speaks of this mysterious journey. I'm crossing the River Jordan, but it's not going to tell us exactly how to travel. This is this song is not a map. It's not saying just go here and then go here and then go here and you'll get there. No, it leaves it open. It has much softer edges than that. And there's still a, a veil of mystery and wonder surrounding this song. And all of that, which is implied in the lyric, is reflected in the choice of chords. And that is magic. That, that is song magic. When you get this synergy between the meaning that you find in the lyrics and the meaning that you make from the music. That is just pure musical magic. But of course, at the outset, for students, this whole thing can just seem confusing because they're expecting to see a G chord or a G7, and it's just not there. In the end, it's a thing of beauty, but in the beginning, it can be confusing. So how do we make the transition from C minor to D minor? Here we are in this key, and we really establish that key, and we get used to that key. It's almost like uh, you know, bath water that's just the perfect temperature, and you're really used to it. And now you're going to get out of that bath and jump into another bath that has a different temperature. Hmm, that's a different temperature, harmonic temperature. <laughs> so how do we help people to get from one harmonic temperature to another harmonic temperature. Well, 
typically we're going to use a transition chord. And this is where we go back to the concept of the dominant 7. If I'm going to transition to the key of D minor, I'm going to use the dominant chord of that new key in order to help people, to lift them out of one key and to help them into the next key. So in the key of D minor, the dominant chord is the 5. So if you count with me from D, E, F, G, A. I'm just using the fingers on my hand, counting up 5, and I find the dominant chord of that key. And here's where the doors open a little bit, and we can make some artistic choices. And you can make these choices for yourself, you can make them for your students, or, better yet, you can make them with your students. The main choice to be made here is whether we want it to be a major dominant chord, like this, or a minor dominant chord, like this. Hmm. A different variation there on a theme. And I will say, if you're listening to this podcast uh, on uh, anything other than normal speed, just a little footnote here, I've noticed that if I listen to a podcast on anything other than normal speed, like 1.5 or 2x speed, it really garbles the sound of the ukulele, and it actually changes the harmony in some cases. So where we really need to listen to the internal workings of each chord, you really want to make sure that you're listening on regular speed, okay? Just a warning. If what we're doing right now sounds really weird, just check that you're on regular speed. That might be the fix. So our options are major or minor. Now, it's really completely up to you which one you want to do. I'm just a poor, or I'm just a poor. Remember, this is the, the, the transition into, it's like the, it's like the on-ramp into this new key. I'm just a poor, you know, that's the major version. And here, I'm just a poor. So it's really up to you which one you think sounds best. Because this piece has not established the major or minor quality of that dominant chord. It's a bit like when you're having a game of pool and nobody's sunk any balls yet you have your choice of high balls or low balls, of a major transition chord or a minor transition chord. It's really up to you. And so before we wrap things up here, I want to show you my rendition of this transition and two little sleight-of-hand strategies that I'm using to make this on-ramp into the new key of D minor just as smooth as possible. So I have chosen to use the major transition chord. And here's 
how it goes. I'll just sing the last little bit of the C minor version and then the first little bit of the D minor version. Here we go. I'm just a going over Jordan. I'm just a going over home. I'm just a poor wayfaring stranger, a traveling through this world of Okay, so there it is. That's my rendition of this on-ramp from C minor to D minor. Two quick things here that I want to point out. One is pretty simple. The other one is a little more subtle. The first thing is I just left a little extra time at the end of the C minor version before jumping out of that harmonic pool and into another. I think that especially in a tune like this, you've really gotten used to that place and you need to give the melody and the lyrics time to breathe at the end. There's nothing on the rule book that says you have to do this. It's just one of those things that I think felt right for this. And I have to trust my instinct. At the end of the day, my musical instinct is number one. I'm going to listen to that instinct. And so when it came to the end, I'm just a I didn't go right into I'm just a poor I opted to stay there just for one more measure I'm just a going over home let it rest and then I'm just a poor and to me It just needed that little bit of stillness at the end to kind of honor the long tail of the melody and the emotion that just has to has to find uh, a ledge to rest on and gather its strength just for a moment. So again, this is just my musical whim that's saying let's add one more measure at the end of the piece. But all that to say that there are no rules as to how to do this. There are no rules, but you always have the guiding light of your musical instinct, and you really need to trust that. Now, one final thing, and this is the more subtle change that I've made here in order to help this transition along. I'm recognizing that the first two notes of the melody, I'm just, those two notes, are both D notes. This is the way that it is written on the page in Ukulele in the Classroom, level three. D, D. Now, those two D notes are at odds with the transition chord that I'm strumming at that moment. I'm strumming an A chord, which has a C sharp note in it. This one here is going to clash with the note that I'm singing. And not only is it going to sound a little bit funky, but it's going to be hard for students to find that note and to sing it with confidence. Because you've got this note in the vocal, I'm just against this note in the chord. 
and it sounds like this. I'm just, and that is a pretty spicy musical moment. I'm just, and so what can we do about that? Well, here's where I just take a liberty. I'm going to rewrite the melody. (gasps) I know, I know it's not a thing that we often recommend, But you know what? This is folk music. This is not music that is written on a stone tablet. It's music that lives and breathes. And part of the fun of folk music is that it is so flexible. And so I'm going to take a liberty here. And instead of singing, I'm just a... I'm going to sing, I'm just a... One very small move. And that's exactly what I did when I sang it two minutes ago. You may not have even noticed that I rewrote the melody, but I did. So it went like this. I'm just a going over home. Here it comes now. I'm just a poor. And then we're into it. And then we're on the straight and narrow. But that moment of transition as I lift the listener out of one pool, the C minor pool, and I put them down into the D minor pool, there is a moment there where worlds are colliding, where we're we're making the transition from one place to another. And in that moment, that in-between space, there are no rules. You only have your instinct, to guide you. Thank you, Jan, for the question that inspired this week's episode. I hope that was helpful. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Euktropolis podcast. My name is James Hill, and I'll be back again next week with another real ukulele answer to a real ukulele question from a student at euktropolis.com. And in the meantime, head over to euktropolis.com. We have a library of unique online ukulele courses, whether you're an absolute beginner or an advanced player or a teacher. You will find something for you at euktropolis.com. We have a whole bunch of free lessons that you can access as well. So, Come on over, join the fun, and until next week, keep on strumming.